Ladies and gents, welcome to the Sages Mentality Podcast. Man, it feels good. This will be my first official podcast. Um, forgive me for any stutters, forgive me for any ands, ums, buts, and it so goes on. Wow. Um, where do I even get started with this, man? So <clears throat> gotta get gotta get the throat ready, you know? Gotta get the bass in there. Um, yeah, so really what is my podcast really about um, is where I'm going to come from with my first podcast and as well as my actual story. Um, so I, I really just want to introduce um, my podcast as a as a podcast surrounding self-development. I think it is crucial and it is essential to develop yourself as a person. There should be no reason, period, that someone should ever really stay stagnant in their actual character and in their value. Um, if someone chooses to be a certain way and don't grow, um, me personally, for myself, I can't be around a person like that because that, you know, it's that rule of, you know, your five closest friends, if they're, you know, stay stagnant doing the same routine and the same actions over and over, that's not necessarily getting them ahead of life. You know, you're going to end up like, you know, your five closest friends, if not already. Um, so you have to kind of reassociate yourself with who you get around. Um, and for me, I have a, a social entrepreneur mindset. Um, I'm still in the uh, development stage. I'm still in the, you know, I'm 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 starting that new development um, in in the in the levels as, as you could say. Um, but yeah, officially, um, you know, I go. Uh, you can call me Brian. Um, Sage is kind of my my um, my name to keep my my actual security safe. Um, I don't like exposing my full name out there. You know, we live, we do live in a beautiful country, California. I live in uh, California um, here in America, um, and I just want to make sure that I could keep myself safe. So you know, there's that. Um, but yeah, let me get started, man. You know, it's funny. Um, it's funny. I mean, no one's going to be able to really predict. Uh, a lot of people don't really predict that I'm actually, um, I'm from a um, Latino descent. I'm Panamanian. Um, of course, a lot of you are going to be like, damn, he's he's from Latino descent. He looks black. Um, I am from a dark skinned, uh, <laughs> dark skinned um, Latino descent. Um, Panama, um, Panamanian. Both my parents are Panamanian. Um, my beautiful mother, Indira, and my father, um, Lionel, um, they both were, they actually were born in Panama, um, fun fact, um, and I kind of have to expose them and kind of get you familiar with them to kind of understand my story. My mom, um, when she came here, she was 15 years old when she moved here to America, um, and originally, uh, I believe I've got my, my sources right. She moved to uh, North Carolina here in, here in America. And, uh, she, it was, it's such a huge transition. Cause I, I believe she didn't know too, too good of English at that time. Um, and my mom, um, had her, her first kid, um, uh, which he would have been, he would have been, uh, we probably would have been 28 today. Um, and uh, that was her first child. He didn't make it. Um, unfortunately, a month after he he was born, he eventually passed away. Um, so there goes my, my I have, uh, you know, my older, my, the oldest, my older brother. Um, but, oh, he is, he's what, 28? 
she'll be going to 28 this year. Um, then my older brother, Angel, he's autistic. Um, he is, he just turned 25, um, just a couple of days ago. And, uh, there I am, I'm middle child, 20, I'm 20, going on 22 this year, um, coming up in July. So I'm excited for that. There goes my, uh, my younger sister, Jasmine, she's going on, um, age 19 and there's my little brother, Jonathan. He's going on, I believe. He should be turning 15, and my youngest, the baby of the family, set. She's turning up. Should be turning up, I believe, 13 this year. So yeah, I'm 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 in a big family, man. I'm in a big family. Um, I was originally born in uh, North Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, and uh, a lot of you are like, how did why did you make your way all the way out here? To just hold up. There's there's a process to the story. Right? I gotta I gotta go from beginning to middle to end or to con- concurrent. Um, yeah, so I was born in North Carolina. So as well as my uh, my younger sister Jasmine, and as well as uh, my younger John- my younger brother Jonathan, and then hmm, I might have got that wrong. Um, but but yeah, I grew up my first six years living in North Carolina. My mom and dad split when I was six. Um, my mom and dad, you know, from when I, what I, you know, what I could re- recollect and remember is that they tend to argue a lot. They had some pretty, pretty bad arguments, man. Um, and that was for me, kind of for me, was something interesting about me. Um, I think from a really early age, I was a very good practitioner in the sense of being an observer. Uh, I, you know, a lot of the things like I was like around like five or six and I, you know, some of the things I, I caught in sense of my own personal values, I've seen it from my parents. There's things that I've liked about them that I picked from them and I grab and that's, that goes into my core fundamental values. And there are some that I was just like, I don't want those. Um, I'll do respect for my parents. Um, but this is my life that I'm living. So what what was so interesting about me was I was able from that age to kind of observe and notice things and pick up values and understand what value was. Not fully, but I had a sense of values. Um, you know, my mom and dad split. Um, to give you some some context, a lot of my mother's side of the family was out of New York. So after, you know, my mom and dad split, they, didn't want, they were separated. Um, you know, I ended up moving um, to New York with my family, me of six. And, uh, or at the time it was like me of four at the time, um, we moved to New York. I have my, um, we moved into my great grandmother's, um, house at the time. Um, and it was, it was, it was interesting, man. You know, we lived in, uh, at the time, I don't believe anyone lived in the, uh, in the actual house at the time. So we lived on the second, second, um, second floor and just moved in and, um, we, it was, we had a lot of, you know, we, we have it a lot better than, you know, a lot of people, um, in sense of, you know, comparing myself to people who don't have much and what I had at the time. And as I got older, I understand, you know, everything I have now and growing up there, I just, there is everything that you have is a blessing because there are a lot of people who don't have what you have. Um, and that's why that's, I kind of have to, you know, have to say that I love to be grateful. That's just one thing about me. Yeah, so for me, it was it was really interesting um, growing up in New York because it was such a huge difference. It was it's such a huge difference. Um, 
you know, th- thinking from North Carolina to, to, you know, New York, it's that city life. It's that city life that made such a huge transition. Um, and my, my oldest brother's originally from New York. So he was he was born there and you know that's where he was in his prime. Um, for me as a as a as a young man and individual, what was so interesting about me that I don't say this in sense of my own uh, I don't say that to be cocky or anything, but in sense of what people see and perceive about me was that growing up in New York, right? I, I moved there when I was six and I lived there to what I was about going on 14. So I went from elementary school to finish out, you know, middle school. So I was living in Brooklyn, New York at the time. That's seven years span. Um, and it was it was so interesting to me growing up there because it's, it's night and day, North Carolina to New York. And a lot of interesting things, you know, um, a lot of my eyes were, were opened up. I had a lot of perspective growing up in, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, it, it's vastly different. You know, New, North Carolina taught a lot of hospitality. People were a lot more nicer out there. Whereas New York is like, it's cold, man. It's cold out there. You know, it's people say how they see, say, say things, how they see it, you know, on site. Um, and, and, and it's disrespectful, you know, and it's dangerous out there. Anywhere in the world is dangerous, but Brooklyn, New York, um, you know, I personally, myself can't say that I have dealt with too many crazy situations. I've had a few, um, but yeah, that, that was, that was, you know, living in, in New York. Um, that was such a huge eye opener for me. Um, so, you know, for me, I was kind of like a hybrid. I was a hybrid. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, you're hearing my voice right now. You're like, this dude don't really sound, he black. He don't, he sound very proper. He sound very educated. For me, I've always determined my sense of who I want to be based off of what I truly want to be and not based off what society's telling me to be, what my, my, my colleagues, my friends who I get around, like I never like try to dictate you know, my mindset based off of what, you know, somebody else said that, you know, I think you should, should I think you should be, you know, I, and this is, this was another interesting about me growing up period, you know, and especially in New York. Um, and there was plenty of reasons for me personally to fall into drugs, fall into alcohol and like all the, you know, all the typical stuff for me, I never really fell into that. And Insensitive growing up there and throughout high school, um, for me it was because of the fact that I know what I, what I wanted for my life. I want to. I know what I wanted from life, and what I mean by that is not necessarily specifically, but in sense of direction. I want a good for my life. I know I want to be a father someday. My father was in and out of my life. You know, uh, when I was uh, in middle school, that's when my dad came back around around like, I think, uh, end of sixth grade going into seventh grade year, I believe, or I think it was sixth or seventh grade. So I, my dad's been kind of in and out of my life, you know, and I, I like to this, I don't know him. I haven't seen him. The last time I seen him was, uh, I think before the end of seventh grade year for me, I was 12 at the time, you know? So for me growing up without a father and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fellas, a lot of men could relate themselves. It is difficult to find you 
your manhood to find your identity. But as I've grown up, I started to realize that you that there's a lot of freedom in that. There's a lot of freedom of not growing growing up with a father. Now there's pros and there's cons that are good, and there's 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 a lot of bad with that. And what I mean by that is with freedom, you aren't stagnant. And, 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 and you don't have set core values that's been placed into you from birth from, you know, a father who don't who wasn't really there in the first place or to enforce, you know, if there was some values that you've seen or that what has been mentioned or said to you, those things don't even like it doesn't it doesn't phase you. You get to create that for me personally. That's my mindset. And that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? The way that I talk is I choose the way that I talk. Um, the people that I get around, I choose to be around the people that I get around. So there was a lot of freedom that I didn't always see it that way though. Not up until I would say maybe this past year or year and a half, I started seeing that way. But growing up, uh, as a, what I was 12, 12 going on 13, I resented, I had a lot of resentment towards my father. I did. And, uh, it was it was tough, man, because he was in and out of my life and to a point where like when the, the times that he was, you know, my mom and dad got back together, I just didn't I wasn't expecting much. I just knew like, oh, he's here, but he's here for a time, for a set time frame. And that's just it is what it is. So that was that was that was that for me. I was, you know, um, I looked at it that way, you know, that sense of not having a father. And then when he left, man, you know, always my mom and him always had these, you know, these arguments and, and they, you know, I'm not going to get into details what those were about, but, you know, they, they got into arguments and they, and they couldn't handle it and um, they couldn't work it out. So the thing was, is that I didn't have that much. I didn't have a role model growing up. That's very dangerous, um, you know, growing up in that, in that system. But there's a lot of good with that. And why I say that is because. For me, I naturally always kind of have like a strong confidence in what I wanted and didn't want. Um, and not in sense of specifics, but in sense of like direction. And growing up in Brooklyn, New York, you see over and over and over, you see the drugs, you see the drug abuse, you see the alcohol abuse, you see the, see the you know, other guys, you know, they, you know, affiliated with gangs and things of that nature. And I just knew that wasn't for me. I just knew that. And whatever habits that I got around people or whatever the case may be, I couldn't pick up those habits because I knew I would follow down that path. And I always, I know where that leads to. I don't, I may not know specifically in every step of the way, but I know that eventually it does, it wouldn't add up to the life that I wanted for myself. So ultimately, like I just had that going for me naturally as a, I, I say it would be, it really is a blessing for me, just my thought process towards that um, growing up, you know, so I had that saving grace for me. Um, I didn't necessarily have a role model um, during that time frame. Um, I didn't find anyone I really like, as far as a, as another, as another, um, another male, I never found that role model at that time for what I was looking for, for where I'm going and headed for my direction of my life. So it was it was really interesting for me um, because, you know, I've even had, you know, people that I was close to who was, you know, peer pressure me, you know, like, oh, you know, 
you can smoke a blunt, smoke some weed or whatever. Like I've always been, I've always been set in, you know, like where I wanted to go. And I never fell into that, thankfully. And, and I thank God on that. Um, and I, and I, I, that was something that I never really looked at as like something super like amazing at that time frame. People would always ask me like, "Oh, you don't smoke?" Or like, "What? That's crazy!" And like, I or you know, people always ask me that. Um, even to this day, people still ask me that. You know, I live in California. That's such a big thing because, um, you know, weed and, and marijuana, marijuana, all that is le- uh, is legalized here, so it's it's out there. So for me, I always get that, you know. And for me, as a as a black man living, um, or just a just a black man, that stereotype. You know, like people view me as like, oh, he's you know into drugs, or like, oh, he got he got plenty of you know girls, honeys, all that. He's a player. Like, I don't fit the stereotype because I choose to be who I am. And there's a big ignorance. You know, I mean, that's just that's people in general, but in especially America, there's a big ignorance with the sense of like being black. You gotta you know you gotta like fried chicken. I love that. You gotta be broke all the time. You gotta you know gotta be this. Gotta be that. You know, and I never fit that that criteria in sense of my mindset and my character. Um, so that's something that's always shocked people, um, people still to today, um, because I, because I know my, my self-worth, you know, so that was, that was middle school for, for me, um, growing up there was, it was, it was, uh, you know, I'm still thankful of that experience, very thankful of it because it, it kind of created a hybrid for me, you know, I, I know when to be, to show off and practice humility and gratefulness and um, sort of show general love to people. But at the same time, I know to kind of, you know, stay distant enough with people and not just thoroughly trust any and everyone that I get around. Um, I really try to assess people and really kind of understand the mindset. Um, and you can't always know any and everything. Some people are very good at hiding things than others. Um, you know, so that was, that was what's re- what something I was really happy about, um, about that experience growing up there, you know, being around that set environment and realizing that, you know, I stood still. I, I stood as a tree, you know, I set um, into the ground firm as a root. And, you know, I knew what I wanted for my life. Um, and so at that time, I developed a brotherhood of friends. Um, we all gather around at the time I was, you know, into video games. And I really at that time in that mindset, I was I wanted to build video games. I wanted to be a video video game designer. I met this uh, my good friend Jonathan at the time. And uh, he, he was one of my very first fr- very first friends at um, the middle school that I went to, which was one of the most dangerous middle schools in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, not in New York, in Brooklyn. Just just to be just to clarify that. And so you know, he was my very first friend, and we just you know at that time I was on Xbox at, at that time frame. I did start on PS2. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big PlayStation fan, but um, at that time I was with Xbox, so I I, I cheated on, on PlayStation for a little bit. But um, we, we, we just, you know, we develop our friendship around games. And then we, we started getting around my boy, um, you know, so good friends with AK. Um, you know, we, he, was, he was one of the more popular dudes, you know, compared to, you know, me, myself, and my friends at the time. And uh, we all bonded in a sense of this playing, you know, video games. Him, um, my other good friend, Hakeem. We all was all about playing video games. It was all on the whole Dragon Ball Z trend. Like, yeah, all that. So... 
that was that was um that was middle school for us and eventually over time we really we recreated not not officially but games where you know me and Jonathan was like one day we was like you know what I want to create a video game he was like let's create a video game and we start going in going in we you know I'm talking about we had books uh we had two games we were developing we had a, the very first one was called Heaven's Last Angel. I'm not gonna get into that what it was about, but we had like scripts, we had dialogue, we had you know weapons, we had um, you know the protagonist antagonist. We had books on that game. That was the first, and we went ham on that. And then we switched over, and we had another game called Dead Soldiers. Um, forgive me on this, but the de- so Dead Soldiers, the dead is abbreviated, so every letter stands for something. So. D stand for um, deadly. Uh, e was elite. A was assassins, and D I cannot remember. So <laughs> forgive me on that. So that was a um, that was a futuristic game, and we were we were playing it. So we was really like we was game savvy, and we were serious about that. And we um, ended up building. Um, we built a brotherhood around that, and we would you know in days. Um, in class, you know, you know, we worked on that stuff and, you know, so the thing was, is we all, we all had this idea. He was like, you know what? You know, it was uh, eighth grade year. We was getting around high schools and all that. And we got, we found this, this one high school called Williamsburg, um, high school. And it had, um, classes specifically around video game design. And we was all about that. We all signed up all that. And so when we get to that point, right, we all signed up and then, rolling around to spring before graduation my mom hits me with hey we're moving to North Carolina and that broke and blew my heart away and having to tell my friends that they you know wasn't really about it anymore and they was pissed and not at me about the situation and then moving to North Carolina after I graduated that summer having to start all over had no friends I moved in in the summertime um, and it was crazy, man. I, I had to start over. All my friends and majority of my family was in New York. So it was crazy, man. And, you know, that was, that was, you know, that was such a, it was such a huge setback for me. So that for me, you know, not having my father at the time and I lost him before April year and sense of, you know, not, him not being in my life. He didn't attend a graduation, like, that, all that, like, when I moved to North Carolina, it was such a huge hurdle for me to get over, um, in sense of my character and my sense of happiness, because I just didn't have, you know, I, I had a, such a stuck plan, and then the switch, it changed, it changed, and, um, you know, I ended up going to, um, Western Guilford High School out in North Carolina, and uh, in my freshman year, kid you not, got in there the first day, boom. Everybody knew each other from like, you know, I heard girls talking about, oh, I remember when me and your mom, uh, me and you and we were babies, our, our moms were changing our diapers. And everybody knew each other from middle school, elementary, kindergarten, preschool. And I came in, everybody looked at me. And it was the most difficult thing. But over time, I developed friends. Um, I have, a, I have, you know, a few friends that I'm still solid with. I just, um, that I just saw last, last year of summer, I went out back to North Carolina and, uh, visit, visit them. 
But uh, to kind of skip forward, for me, um, I I dated a few girls here and there in high school, whatever the case may be. But growing up, growing up in North Carolina really kind of gave me that, like I said, that sense of hybrid where I practiced humility, I practiced hospitality, and I was a very um, generous person. But at the same time, having that New York, seven, seven years living in New York, had that background, wasn't always trustworthy of people. I was always kind of mean mugging people. Um, and over time, I kind of created this collaboration of the two, having that that south side and that east side within me um, develop that character for me to kind of be the person that I am. Um, and just being naturally a, a good, I would say, practitioner sense of observation and as well just having that sense of confidence of where I wanted to move with my life. Um, again, not specifically, but a sense of direction. So that was, I think that was what was so um, different about me that made me know better than anybody else, period. Um, but it made me different. And so I had, um, I would say, unique um, experiences in friendships and relationships um, as I kind of grew up because people were always, I've always had, people always hit me with the, you know, you know, you kind of sound, you don't really sound black, you, you know, you kind of more white. Um, and people kind of, you know, people are very obvious about, you know, stereotypes. Um, people even of my own race, you know, was, was very stereotyped towards me. Like, oh, how do you, how you don't like, you know, fried chicken like that? You don't like, uh, you know, Southern dishes and things of that nature. I've always chose to, um, be myself and choose myself rather than trying to fit in with the crowd. And I, I would say that I never really fit in with people like that. Um, in sense of like trying to find a category of people to fit in with, I never necessarily try to do that intentionally, maybe subconsciously, but I've never really made that an aim for myself. So growing up, that was, that was that. Um, and you know, I've, at the time, I was junior year, going on senior year, I met this girl, because <laughs> I know, I know what you guys are saying, this is where things are going to start to actually connect, I met, I met a girl over Instagram, through another girl, mutual friends, started talking, and we, quote unquote, started, um, you know, talking and dating and whatever, FaceTime with each other for a year, um, this girl was a year older, she got to know me and my, um, got to know me on her spring break. Um, she's a senior and she got to come out and visit me. She spent her spring about to come and visit me. Um, and she, you know, spent a week with me and my family. Um, you know, she left and at the time puppy love type, you know, BS. She, uh, I convinced her to, you know, cause I was going on my senior year. I convinced her, I said, Hey, why don't you spend, you know, uh, just a year with me and my family and we can go from there. Um, while I finished up high school and she did and first month was amazing after that plummet um i'm not gonna go into details on what (laughs) what that that really looks like but um that that year was i would say probably the most difficult for me personally so for me i naturally after my my senior year should have been it was a lot harder than it should have been from not from a school standpoint from but from a mental standpoint and it was, it's, it's really interesting to me um, because I, I made a decision very, very, very risky, very risky. Um, and that's going to connect. 
I'm, I talked to, you know, my, my, at the time the girl I was involved with, my first serious relationship, talked to her and her parents. I said, I want to I move with, in with you guys, move to California. Um, I want to go to school out there. I want to be an actor, all this. Yeah, I wanted to be an actor at the time, believe it or not. Um, and so they, they, you know, they, I went out from my senior year, senior spring break, my her her family spent a week out there, loved California, and I was like, that's awesome. I want to go out there. Um, events happened between my mom, me, and the uh, the that girl at the time I was dating, and where I kind of accelerated that decision to move to California when I turned 18 years old. And I moved, and I moved to California um, on my 18th birthday, and uh, drove cross country. Um, took about, I'd say, a good five, six days to get here from North Carolina to to California. Um, and long story short, I lived with, lived with my uh, my first serious relationship, her and her family, for a good, I want to say, two years and a half. Things got rocky. Um, you know, we both worked. We weren't working on each other. We both got unhappy. Um, we did make a very well, I made a very risky, as well as her, but I made a very risky decision and choice where I have no family out here, biologically speaking. And uh, I, I decided to chase after my dreams. North Carolina was just, it was too small. The world felt too small in that space. And at that time, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be an actor, but as well, I wanted to be a youth counselor. I developed and understood, I had enough self-awareness at the time to realize that I actually genuinely really you know, I love to help people. I love that connectivity with other people. I love building fellowship and community and unity with other people. Um, I, I, at, you know, junior year, junior year through senior year, I kind of, kind of developed this stage where I got around, um, you know, I never really cared for my, my subjects. I never cared really for like, um, I was always, I'm still terrible at math. History, I kind of like, um, in middle school, art, yeah, and math, I mean, in English, I really started getting into that my junior year of high school when I got into uh, my class, my, my English teacher, uh, Mr. Kohanic. He just taught perspective, and perspective, I think with that teacher, I'm very grateful that um, I was able to, to, to have that teacher, not just my junior year, but my following year, senior year. And have that um, have him as a teacher because he taught pers- he really really taught perspective and that's where for me as a as a now a you know starting out um, social entrepreneur and um, and me developing um, skill sets in learning how to become an interviewer um, that's where that foundation I believe started for me um, I would say at a very micro level. Um, and not knowing at that time, that's what, what really kind of jump-started it for me and my foundation for my character and value. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was awesome. And I'm, I, my own, I have my own spiritual beliefs. I'm a Christian. Um, I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins and has, um, renewed me and be able to have that close relationship with God. So I come from a, from a place of love. I really do. Um. And it was, it was, it's awesome, man. I, I had a, I'd say, now that I'm older, I had an awesome um, experience growing up um, in sense of my experiences that has added value to my character and knowledge and wisdom over time. 
Um, and I'm only, I'm only, you know, I'm only 21 and there's so much more I have to experience in life, but I'm, I'm very grateful of those things because it taught me a lot of perspective, uh, taught me how to be grateful, taught me to have humility, how to, how to be humble, um, and keep that, um, and as well as my own actual beliefs. That's what, that's what really has taught me, um, specifically. Um, and so that, that, that's kind of, that's my story. And I got around the right people through, through my, through my job and got around and introduced, um, to, you know, social entrepreneurs who retired in the early twenties and thirties. And I, that's, that's just what I got around. And that was for me, um, the opportunity and sense of business that I got into, um, I got in partnership with a company named Amway, um, as well as like, a, another company called Worldwide Group, uh, which is a mentorship, mentorship um, school. And so I got around this and that is where, you know, we're kind of concurrent. Um, and I met one of my really good friends through work who are now, who I've been um, now living with for a year and who I consider my own family, extended family and, uh, you know, concurrent. Um, he as well has a like-minded Social entrepreneur, social entrepreneur mindset, and I got to go, got to know him, and I found out about Gary V, um, and I just been able to get around, but you know, just that sense of social entrepreneur mindset. Because for me personally, college is awesome. I tried tried a semester last year. That was you know it was cool. I wanted to be a I wanted to have a psychology psychology major. Like I said before, I wanted to be able to um, be a youth counselor, but. Um, I've been able to kind of, you know, kill two birds with one stone and kind of get around that same personality driven thing for me to be able to add value to other people. That's my biggest thing. Um, that's the biggest reward for me is adding value to people, you know, and, and really building up people to be the best versions of themselves. Um, and I wanted to do that through, you know, being a youth counselor, but I also realized that me as a, as a black man in America, my biggest philosophy is, you know, there's 7 billion people on the planet and counting and there's so much, there's so much life, you know, and there's only so much people experience, especially at my age, there's only so much of experience. And I consider life to be this big picture. Um, and, you know, a lot of people only, you know, experience some of the colors, some of the, some of the details, but not realizing there's so much to life. There's so much to the picture. And I wanted to be able to, you know, build people up to be the best version of themselves so they can be, you know, that same example to be a ripple effect to somebody else they come across in their own, in their own, you know, their own, their own path in life. Um, and so I got offered an opportunity that I can do both where I can do that, but as well, I realized that only a youth counselor only gets like forty, fifty thousand $50,000 a year. And that's, that's only living in the Bay. That's only like, you know, I could only live, really live for myself, barely. And then someday I really want to have a family. I want to be a father and give my family, my future family, what I never really had. But as well as I wanted to be able to have that, I knew that, you know, that income with college, you know, and, and ending up in debt with student loans was not going to get me to the place in life I wanted to. I wanted to have more choice, not for myself, but for my future family. So I got around a really good friend who introduced me to the opportunity I am and where I'm able to add value to people and really 
um, build people up to be the best versions of themselves and as well make a income that is based off of my personal value. And that's the kind of person I'd be is learning to add value to others and learning to serve others and putting people, you know, before myself, creating a sense of selflessness instead of becoming just a selfish person. And it's a process um, altogether. And that's kind of where my mindset is. I want to have a my dream is to be able to open up myself to be able to serve others and grant people opportunity to lead themselves instead of being choose to just to be led and not have a sense of direction in life and becoming the best versions of themselves. My dream is is foundationally at that level, but as well as one day I want to be able to make an income that I can bring all my other siblings under my wing and allow them to become the person that they choose to be and learn and teach them how to learn to lead their own selves in their own lives. And I want to ask shit like my dream is foundationally at that level. Um, like that's just what it is. Um, and that's just that's pretty much my story in a nutshell. Um, so, you know, so, I mean, that's that. That's that's first podcast. Um, yeah, that's that's, you know, in a nutshell, that's who that's who sages. Um, so going forward on um, that. Uh, what I want to do going forward is I'm going to be actually conducting interviews um, with some of my um, good friends and we're going to be talking. Uh, first topic is going to be talking about something uh, re- re- revelating today. Um, you'll be you know, what I plan on doing is doing a podcast three times a week and you guys are going to find a lot of value in it. It's going to be very detailed um, podcast talking about a specific specific content and topics and discussions. Um, and these are the people who actually have the time to be able to listen in and um, hear what I'm about in my perspectives and actually raising value in people. Um, so whereas via TikTok, Instagram, it's going to be a lot more, you know, um, for people who have attention spans for, you know, 30 seconds a minute. So I'm just super excited. Um, starting my first podcast and I'm actually getting a first, you know, actual discussion in a, an actual interview in, um, and that's something I'm excited for because I find that a lot of people are going to find value in that um, because what I have planned for that is going to really going to add value to you guys, and I'm super excited for you guys, um, and I'm just very thankful of you guys hearing in on my podcast, uh, taking that time and you know hearing my story out. My whole thing is making impact to other people's lives, and doing that is by getting the knowledge, getting around people who has experience, and my, let alone my own set personal experiences in my life, but getting around people who's be able to add value to not just my life, but adding that ripple effect and adding value to your life as well. So yeah, that is Sage's Mentality, that's first story podcast. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys find a lot of value in that. Um, stay tuned and uh, I'll see you guys w- within time. Stay blessed, stay safe during this crazy pandemic, coronavirus, and uh, you know, Make sure to always tell your family and friends you love them. Talk to you guys soon.